Well, Happy New Year. We begin the new liturgical year as we start this journey that always goes so quickly, building up towards Christmas. And uh, it's kind of a, a cool thing to be able to start a new liturgical year. You know, I got to get different prayer books and uh, switch it all out. And it's like, all right, yeah, here we go. Building up towards Christmas. It's very exciting. And, uh, you know, we're starting year C. There's three liturgical years, year A, year B, and year C. This, and throughout the different liturgical years, oftentimes uh, there'll be themes through the readings. And if you're paying attention, which I know you all do so well, you know, the readings tend to build off of each other, right? Like we'll flash back to last summer, we went through John 6. We spent five or six weeks going over the Eucharistic discourse that the Gospel of John provides us. In a particular way, each of the three years, you know, the readings within the four weeks of Advent building up to Christmas build off of one another. So it uh, very much presents itself to a homily series, sort of a goal in mind. You know, oftentimes, us three priests, you know, we just we come up with our homilies however, however we do. You know, we're reading our personal prayer every once in a while on a Saturday afternoon. If Monsignor has Mass, I'll sit in the sacristy and see if there's anything worth stealing. There's usually not. I go, uh, I can do that better. Thanks, Monsignor. I got this. But uh, for the next four weeks, we're going to be kind of working together, trying to be able to build towards what the readings provide for each and every one of us. So there's going to be some questions that you can sort of think about and ponder over your ample free time during the week. Uh, so there's going to be some questions. I think it's page eight in the bulletin. Later you can check there's some questions and just to help reflect on what was said in the readings and just different things to think about. And each week we'll be building towards Christmas. And this week we start with uh, what the Lord gives. What the Lord gives to us. And more specifically... How does the Lord tell us who he is by what he gives? And if we look at the first reading from uh, the prophet Jeremiah, uh, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and Judah. When I will fulfill the promise, the Lord has uh, promised something, and then he, you know, he gives us something to fulfill that promise. And you know, what is that? And with it being the beginning of the liturgical year, we do really have to go back to the beginning and kind of just review everything, right? God created Adam and Eve uh, good with no sin attached. They were in relationship with God. They could talk to the animals. They didn't get cold, so I guess they lived in San Diego. But uh, you know, then original sin came, and they fell. Whenever I talk about this, in the last few years, I've been discussing uh, religion with the sixth graders, and this sort of part of the krigma comes up. And it also, every year, seems to happen around the same time that they go over in uh, you know, their middle school, big math situations, and they start to talk about like, this idea of infinity versus finite numbers like two or seven or 27 is my favorite number, Scott Rowland for the Cardinals third baseman, right? It's a good number. But infinity, it's hard for us to even grapple with what infinity is. You can't add another one. It just keeps going, right? And when Adam and Eve, when they fell into original sin, 
where they created an infinite chasm because God is infinite and we are finite beings. I, I'm right here today, December, November 28th, not December yet. You know, I am not yesterday. I am not tomorrow, obviously. I, I'm right here. I'm not in the rectory in my bed sleeping. I'm right here preaching in front of you. But God is infinite. He is everywhere at all times. And it's not even something that our heart, our minds can really even grasp. But when Adam and Eve created this chasm, it's not something that they themselves could heal. No matter how many finite beings you add up, you're never going to get to infinity. No matter how many sacrifices throughout all the generations of the Old Testament, it could never fix this problem. So God began to make promises with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob, with David, with Moses. And he began to make these covenantal promises of saying, you know, I will fix this. And that's the, really what we build towards in this great Christmas season, that Christ you know, sent his only son. And we begin to see a little bit about who he is in this moment. That we all have uh, our own interaction with human beings and then when we think about when we've wronged someone, like Father Jack walking in the door and I jump out and go, boo! And he spills the Starbucks and he goes, oh, you got me. You're such a good scarer. Right? I'm like, oh, sorry, man. You spilled your drink. I apologize. I didn't mean you know, we make up. And I'm very thankful that it's not the type of situation when I grew up where my mom would make me hold sister, hold hands with my little sister and say, say three nice things or you're never going to let go of each other's hand. So that wouldn't work so well with Father Jack and I, right? But we, we hold grudges sometimes. We don't let things go. We have a hard time applying our relationships with one another with God. You'd think, like, God would be mad at us. He'd be like, oh my gosh. One more time. But if you reject my love, I'm done. That's not how he is. God is quick to forgive. He's patient with us. He's persevering. He's always reaching out and saying, I want to give you who I am. I want to allow my love to be in your life, to be in relationship with you. It's something we take for granted. It's almost too easy. And oftentimes, I think, we, we have a difficult time now so far away from when Christ came into the world. Or even for like when the Jews, they're waiting for the Messiah. In that constant anticipation of, oh, one day, one day, the Messiah will come. One day we'll be able to live back in relationship with him. And now we're in that time. Through the gift of baptism, we're able to live in that relationship with Christ. But we're used to life. We've kind of settled into things. And we're like, all right, this is, this is life. It's good. It's not great. It's good. But there's more. There's more, brothers and sisters. And the Lord is saying, I have put this whole history of salvation and redemption through all the generations so that I can have a relationship with you. But you have to be open to it. 
The Lord can set up all these things, make all these covenants, all these promises, but he cannot force you to receive his love. So as we begin this new liturgical year, as we begin this journey towards Christmas, brothers and sisters, I ask you to make a little New Year's resolution. To ask yourself, Lord, am I open to you working in my life on a daily basis through living out my role as a son or daughter of God through the gift of baptism and the gift of receiving the sacraments, the life of, of God himself coming into our life? Am I open to all that he wants to give me? Or this Advent, is he calling me to go a little bit deeper, to realize who he is through what he gives and to understand him a little bit more? So brothers and sisters, as we begin the season of Advent, let's ask the Lord to open our hearts so that we can receive him in a new and deeper and more true way.